This is true buzz That Mary Jane Now we ain't new to this For my stoners And for my cannabis enthusiasts Never heard a show as good as this uh, Number one, it's the best Bringing in many special guests In the industry of cannabis Business owners to growers Even artists you know of So sit back and just roll up Perfect show for my smokers True buzz Hey. Alright Alright Hey everybody, welcome to the True Bud Show podcast. I'm here with Ishka. I said it right? Yeah, that's perfect. Okay, perfect. Um, the boss of the Canna Boss Babes, or one of them, I should say. The cannabis, the Canna Boss Babes are a collective of cannabis professionals who are dedicated to empowering entrepreneurship and creating opportunities for diversity to thrive within the industry. With a curated network of women and minority-owned businesses, the Canna Boss Babes provide a platform to foster growth and untie like and unite like-minded people untie the minds you know what i'm saying <laughs> you dream it let's do it i love that so i guess you know let's just take it from there tell, tell us a little yeah. about what you got going on and thank you for coming on the podcast i was going to do january 1st a lot of things have been happening so february 1st is a, kind of the relaunch doing weekly ones so thank you for being one of the first guests yeah no thank you thank you for having me um you know it's it's a. Uh, I'm so used to being the one doing the interviews. So, so this is a, a different experience for me and one that I'm, I'm, I'm happy for. I'm excited to be back on, on air again. It's, it's nice being on the other side, right? Cause like when I've done them, I'm like, it, it just like seems a little different. Like, Oh, I don't actually have to like, I can just kind of sit here and I don't have to worry about anything else. <laughs> I don't have to guide the direct, the conversation. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> And so I guess we can start kind of from the beginning and the origins of, you know, your story with cannabis and how it began and how I'm, I'm really curious because that's a super, you know, dope brand you have going on and you got a super cool offer too on your page for the, you know, the social media aspect. I think it was 300 nice discount there for anybody trying to dive into that in 2022. Yeah. So kind of just tell me a little bit about your story and how it all started. Yeah. So the Cannabis Babes really started um, a little over two years ago now. Uh, 2019, then to 2019, I uh, was still working my corporate job. I helped my company, my last company, uh, grow from a 10-year-old business with eight people. They were making six figures here in Long Beach, California, which is very healthy in the architectural industry. And I helped them to scale their business to 30 plus three states, 5.8 million in four years. Um, I really, you know, I love um, ensuring the human experience. So from, you know, uh, employees all the way through to the customer experience. And I really get nerdy on organization. So, um, I spent seven years with that company and, and after, I think it was the last two that I really felt like there's something else. There's something more like they're good. They're really on their trajectory on that path. Everything's organized. We've, I've recruited this great team, you know, um, and so it's time to do something more. Um, and uh, my daughter was turning 18. And so it was like, well, she's going to go off to college and she's good. And so what am I going to do with this extra energy and time? And um, as a as a child, I was, um, I, I'm from Northern California. I, I lived on the streets by myself and was in juvenile halls and group homes. And so I was really feeling called to be able to um, help kids in similar situations um, and learn some of the lessons that it took me a few extra decades to learn, you know, like just about self and what we're capable of and resources and 
what's available so you know they can thrive instead of just staying in the same circle so I had no idea cannabis would be it I just I resigned from my job I gave them a two-month notice I stayed for four to train my replacement and at around the same time I ended up finding stumbling upon some cannabis education and I had been smoking for a few years because I had struggled with social anxiety um, years before, and, and it definitely helped with that. And so finding education that we have an endocannabinoid system, I just was so immediately infuriated because I felt really lied to, right? Like here I was corporate and I, you know, like, okay, some people think like really nice home, everything, um, but it felt like a cage. It still felt like a golden gilded, gilded cage because to deny us that we have an entire system in our bodies that um, can benefit from this medicine. And especially for someone like me who had such bad anxiety. And I'm like, wait, what? You guys are making me feel bad for being a stoner and smoking weed and like I'm doing a drug or something wrong or dirty instead of just um, medicating. And so for me, I just, it was an opportunity to, to try and help the industry. And so, because, you know, I do business coaching um, and that was what I left the job to do was business consulting. I found this industry where there were at first so many women in the space, and then they all had the same story. I feel unheard. I feel unsupported. The boys have their boys club. How am I supposed to do this? and still raise my family or how am I supposed to do this and still pay rent, but like follow my dreams. And so, um, it really kind of started with working with women in the space and, um, finding myself in the wonderful position of, uh, aligning and connecting them and, and for them to realize that's all they needed. So that's, it started awesome. there. Very cool. And, and that's awesome that you're, you know, you've created that, you know, tribe, if you will, and still are and you know lending that helping hand and the educational aspect i think is truly important especially when you're talking about the endocannabinoid uh, system because and just everything about the plant that's that's part of the reason i love cannabis so much is because there's so much still to be learned like the yeah. fact that it's not you know uh, recreational across the states is you know the fact that there's not as much studies done but still even like diving into the terps with you know companies i've been working with and stuff like that you you, you can take a deep dive and like I've, I've gone down these rabbit holes like researching one terpene that can do this and this it, it's pretty nuts like the miraculous it, it's insane and it's yeah and it's ever and, growing you know, it's funny because i've you know i have a lot of um you know, I have a lot of people from a lot of different walks of life in my life and that are meaningful and important to me. And, and I think one of the ones that's been really interesting for me to educate with this, um, you know, about this plant are the people who, you know, are more religious and that don't even drink, right? So they don't drink either, but then also the stigma around this plant and then finding themselves in situations where they need healing and reaching out to me to learn more. And so um, last year, um, someone I'm very close to actually, when I was 18, I used to babysit her. She, she and her twin sister were four years old and I used to babysit her. So she's uh, 29 now, 30, just turned 30. And at 29, she was diagnosed with breast cancer, stage two breast cancer after going in because she felt a lump because she was breastfeeding her newborn. 
So being a brand new mom, being diagnosed with stage two breast cancer, it's not in the family, you know, there's no history of it. It's just completely out of nowhere and all the different things that she learned. And so, you know, she's, she's a young pastor's wife. She had traumatic experiences related to cannabis growing up. You know, some people have had made those associations and think that that's to blame, Um, and so it really was an opportunity for her to be like, ish, look, I'm scared. I don't want to do chemo. What are my options? What are some natural options? I'm afraid of these pills and I'm afraid of these medications. And so just being able to go and take her to, I took her to three different dispensaries. So she would have an idea of what different dispensaries look like. And, and, you know, cause when you go to one, then they're just, they're like, that's the only safe one, but no, you need to go and explore. Everybody carries different things and, and everyone's knowledge is different. And so um, just helping her be comfortable in the space and with asking questions. And then again, this amazing network, because, you know, before um, all this, the Cannaboss Babes, we completed 804 podcasts on Instagram Damn. in 85 weeks. Hey, so I've made a lot of connections worldwide. Out there. Damn, that's, that's impressive. From somebody yeah. who, you know, has tried to, I slipped recently, but just doing one a week can take a minute. So I know. started the pandemic. So, okay. So to go back, right. So I started connecting women. And then we started doing events in person the end of 2019. We did those through the pandemic. The last event was actually Leap Day of 2020. (laughs) So we had an event on 229. I just thought it would be fun. You know, we can only have that every four years. Um, And so we uh, held that and then game over two weeks later. I didn't want to stop the connections. So I went on and went live. And I did 40 by myself in the first two weeks. I was exhausted. Damn. That's serious. Like, yeah. and I, I, you know, it's people that like who, who are in the content world or making it truly like respect that like I do myself. But to that point too, what I realized my biggest goal last year, I slipped a little bit, but this year especially is the live because it, it allows for you to crank, do that much work and not have to worry about like, for instance, I'm going to take this, I'm going to have to put it into my editing software, re-upload it. So the, the live is the future on so many, it's been for a while, but it's, it, it's where it's at. I think so. I, it certainly was for me. So, so <laughs> my first two weeks though, my first three <laughs> days, let me tell you, my first three days were hell. Um, because Instagram didn't save lives when, back when the pandemic first started, that was something they started doing probably three months in. Okay. And see, I didn't even know that the school. Oh yeah. So if we wanted to save our content, you had to screen record it. Oh, okay. Which meant that in between the five to six lives a day that I was doing, I was trying to go back and screen record it while it was posted just for the 24 hours in the little live thing. Okay. Oh, it was murder. First of all, watching yourself that much. Oh yeah. It's, it's, that's the hardest. That's, that's why I want to get an editor the most. It gets brutal. I'm like, I I can't stand my voice. I get away. (laughs) It's like, it's so, you're just like, I mean, now the good thing about it is people take pictures like a group or whatever. They're like, oh, do you want to see it? I'm like, I don't give a shit. (laughs) Um, Like, like I looked how I looked in that moment. If you caught me that way, I guess that's how I look. Like live has taught me that those things really don't matter. 
Absolutely. And live really helped me to um, really embrace authenticity even more. Like, I love transparency. I love authenticity. Like, my corporate life, I was all about, you know, corp, uh, culture and leadership and, and really, you know, treating and trying to create equitable workplaces. Um, but, but with this space, um, just being able to really um, let the cards fall where they, where they do, right? And, and having the real conversations and seeing where it goes and, you know. I don't know. There's something beautiful about that. And I think we need to do more of it. I think too much of our world is already edited for us. I, I completely agree. And that's where I've like, I've been the biggest fan of realism just from the cinematic days when I was younger, enjoying long take shots and stuff. But like more recently too, or in the, in the past, I've thought like, am I hurting myself sometimes doing this? Or at least for like YouTube content is like, because right. sometimes I'll see, like I was watching a famous YouTuber the other day. Um, I forget who it was. It was that uh, Philip DeFranco dude. And he had some news clip and I counted. It was 15 seconds. He had eight cuts. Just, you know, like a talking head. Like yeah. right now and she, What's they the went, ROI on like, that? Because they just want to nail you with the, the because like taking out all the blank space, even if I took like a like a breath like that or something, I think I, I just, I don't know. To me, that's always bothered me. Like I'm a YouTube lover, but like that's always bothered me. So I'm a, I'm a huge fan of what you're saying, but yeah. I wonder sometimes, should I maybe edit more just to give people the punchlines yeah. a little more? So that's kind of something that's been in my head too. So I think for that, and this is what I was thinking too, because Instagram took the Cannabis Babes page down in November. So we were nominated for the OC Cannabis Awards Best Podcast. And as soon as I created this cute little snazzy post with awards ceremony music behind it and looking like lights and vote for us and uh, the page went down so I was like thanks haters so somebody it happened so, in so they took it, it took it down or like oh the, it's down yeah the page has been down since November yeah but it's okay because 804 lives is a lot of lives I was yeah. tired, Jack. You know how much work it is. And I'm doing all the marketing. And I'm, I mean, at this point, I'm, the website's been redone five times by me, you know? So like, there's a lot of work that goes into it. And then we had so many other hosts too. And so just coordinating them and their guests and the marketing and the this and the, it's, it, you know, and I'm organized so I can do it all. <laughs> uh, I've got my scripts and my systems and my workflows. Um, but I'm ready to be putting energy into something, into the growth of it at this point too. And it just was a lot to maintain just it. And it's just Instagram. Yeah, that's just that. Instagram people. And that's, so, that's, you know, like, like, and then Instagram shutting you down. They're limiting how many people can see your stuff. It just didn't seem to make sense to fight, to get that situation back. So I'm really looking forward. You you were talking about February. I'm thinking March um, to to bring back the Cannabis Babes, but um, probably once a week, like what you're doing, and over on LinkedIn. Because for me, what I've found more than anything in the last two years of doing this is I'm not an influencer. I'm not about taking the photos of myself and like all of that stuff. I'm an advocate. I'm about speaking the truth creating platforms for other people to come in and share their stories too, and really educating people outside the bubble. And I think that the next social media platform to do that is LinkedIn. 
Agree hundred percent. So I just, we need educated professional people and, and people who have connections to help this industry move forward in the way that it deserves. So I can, that's, that's one of my biggest focuses this year is LinkedIn. I like I'll, you know, message people and whatnot, but like just getting more engaged myself, because when I got into the cannabis world on LinkedIn, I'm like, Oh, this is super dope. Like you're saying, like people are sharing everything about the industry in a real way. Um, so that's, that's really big for me too. Um, I was initially just thinking of doing some photos and stuff and maybe posting a video, but like, I've thought also too, about like just making content specifically for that. And if it works for YouTube or something else, cool too. Um, but I, I could, I think there's a lot there. Um, I've seen some stuff popping up like recently, like, Oh, I got a post taken down or something, but I think they're the most lax of over IG for sure. YouTube, all these Googles, Facebook, all this stuff. Um, but we'll see, you know, it's so interesting to see these platforms and see how they go, like what will happen. And I think maybe the reason for that is because everybody on there, who most people on there in the cannabis world, like, like you said, like legit professionals in the space. Yeah. So it's like, yo, this is my job. Like, I'm not just, you know, doing whatever. But but- I think also LinkedIn doesn't have anything against cannabis, right? Like it's a, it's there as a business platform. It's not there to be Facebook or Instagram. You know what I mean? For sure. You know what I found the other day that was an interesting, they're, they're having going through some deals, but it's called Odyssey. Have you heard of that? Mm, no. Um, I just hooked my uh, YouTube up to it, it synchronized it, but it's like, um, it's like a smaller creator platform that's um, using blockchain technology. So essentially you make uh, their coin on it, the library token, I think it's LBRY, but they're do- going through some shit with the SEC right now um, because it's probably it's a good idea. And they you know, Google is getting mad or whatever, whatever yeah. it is. It's just, it's just cool. And I think that's a lot of the future too. And that's why I love podcasts is like the RSS feed and just being able to take, let's just say this piece of content and have it synchronized over all the platforms. Yeah. I think is the key because I'm, I don't know if you cut clips for all your stuff too. Like you like we're saying, it just takes a minute. It takes some time. It, it takes some time. And so that was the other thing too, with Instagram, the idea of going back to Instagram is Honestly, even the orientation is opposite of any other platform as well. And so, you know, if I want to show on on YouTube or any other platform what I'm doing, it's in this orientation, not here. And so that just, that doesn't do anything. Like that looks horrible on every other platform. So it's really about where's the investment in time And then what you, to your point of the edits and the clips and things is I think it would, uh, you know, one thing I would like to build in that I didn't have time for before, but I would want to make more time, time for now. And with doing one show a week, I would better make sure I can do that. Right. Is having a few um, clips that I can use to promote it on the platform. It is hosted on on the other social media platforms. So we're still growing, we're still engaging, we're still capturing, um, but it's, you know, it's being redirected. And and I think I'm probably gonna be putting more on my website this year as well, because, you know, gotta get that traffic up. That's really where it's at. Yeah, and that's, I think that's, and that's where I've been slipping too. And that's like the biggest thing, right? Is building that own community that you have control over without worrying, because it's, it's stressful making all this shit and all of a sudden it could be gone. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's like, okay, well, but and that, I think that's, and that's almost 8,000 organic followers. So, and it, and it yeah. was just gone when, when, yeah, just gone. 
Like I posted that post and two hours later, the page is gone and everybody's freaking out. It's, it's a nuts. Yeah. And that, and I think to, I'm an optimist. So it's like, I'm always like, okay, that will lead to something cooler, like in the future, you know, oh, yeah. and cool ways to like work around it. But it's just so. It, it may it, still come back. Yeah. It, it can well, come it, back at any day. Yeah. And at some point, if I want to go and get it back, I can go down to the offices. I know where to go and who to talk to. Like, you know, it just, it's going to take a day. I don't got a day. Yeah. It's just crazy. The craziest thing to me is just like, using alcohol as an example it's like okay how many like how many accounts have been deleted where people are like drinking like excess alcohol whatever it is you know it's like doing crazy shit it's like that's probably all still up well hey oh yeah it's just the weed and and some of the highest views too because you know like drunk people are funny right like drunk people do dumb shit and that's funny so like let's watch that over and over again on repeat come on we can do better yeah, I agree. And that's what, and what, this is what I've said too on other podcasts before is like the optimistic aspect of just how it's created, made us to be more creative. It's like, we can't, we can't get revenue through the traditional ad through YouTube ad or through Instagram ads. We have to, we have to work with brands and, you know, doing like stuff like that and sponsor stuff. And I think that is, I think at the end of the day, years from now, when it comes down the line, it's like, I feel like that's where the cannabis industry is going to really separate itself from others is having that so- experience. So what are your thoughts on the celebrities now starting to get in on some of the action, right? And not just starting because there's some that have been a part of the industry for a while, but they've been a part of the industry for a while. We're now having people come forward promoting it and, and brands paying them large amounts where we do have content creators in the industry that have been doing this a long time that, you know, I think it's interesting. I, I think it's interesting. Uh, my thought on all that and like even, the, you know, a celebrity making his own flower brand or whatever, most of those I think are going to die. I think that like, yeah. I feel like people who've actually like been kind of in the trenches or at least, you know, use it frequently. I, th- I think that might be get, like new people, but it's like certain people can see through that. Like if I see a celebrity all of a sudden endorsing some brand, I'm like, dude, you just got paid like a stack Like, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like it shows through a lot of times, just like steadily, at least to me, that's what I think of a lot, but like there's, there's brands doing it right. But like, there's been so many brands, right? Like, especially in a hip hop world, all these different flower companies, it's like, it's not sustainable. Like there needs to be the, the whole, and I, I'm trying to think of the best, I think, I don't even know the best hip hop dude who's done it yet, but maybe, maybe Wiz Khalifa, but still, I mean, Burner, all those guys, but it's like, I don't know. It's interesting. Those are doing bad right now with grizzly peak let me tell you the grizzly peak has really got some good deals the soldier boy part cracks me up every time but i'm like yeah but but it's been it's been a pretty good mid so well and, and that's where i've always like i'm such a hip-hop head that i always try it but i'm like yeah. I, i'm just like i don't know how it's like oh sorry go ahead no go ahead i'm just like you know i think no. too short too short second round was good I, I, I haven't tried it, but not. I saw, I was in a, doing a PAD the other day and I saw somebody come in and ask for it, but it's like yeah. the people I have, I guess, like with the biggest, like with the old school following that I have, like the most respect for bringing products to the California market are probably like, you know, it's like, it's hard not to love Cheech and Chong stuff, you know? Oh but, yeah. And those are oh, dudes yeah. who pave the way for everybody, yeah. but it's just like, I think it, and that's a crazy thing. And that's where the industry is changing is just like people come into the shop and what's the highest THC percentage. What's the cheapest thing you got. I want a good deal at a good price. Right. And I get it. I've done the same thing and I still do, 
but it's like changing that conversation to the actual, like you're saying, talking about the system. How is this going to react to you? Because I would hear all the time, edibles don't hit me, bro. And that's true. Everybody's biochemistry is different, but like you were alluding to earlier, a lot of people have these one-time situations or know somebody that got so high on an edible. So it scares people or it doesn't even have to be an edible. It could be smoking a little sativa and getting a lot of times it's an edible. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, um, yeah, it's exciting to see everybody, you know, doing their thing we'll see what sticks, but that that's, I guess this is a little different offshoot, but that's kind of what's, you know, in a way scares me about not, I don't know, but about like federal legalization is I feel like a lot of these people who've been spending their lifetime building these brands are going to get shut out. Well, we've we're already seen up, that hopefully. start to happen. Yeah. We've all, you know, they were up at the Capitol, what, two weeks ago, um, protesting and, and talking about, you know, with everything that's happening right now, especially in California, like, yeah, they're getting choked out. It's absurd. And then they wonder like, yeah. oh, the why, there's all these black market buffs or all this black markets pop. And it's like, yeah, because at the end of the day, the total taxes these shops are paying is like 40 some like percent. Like it's absurd. It's more. So that was part of what attracted me to this industry too, was my um, standard responses of what to do to start a business. And here's for marketing and here get the, you know, you get a loan and you do it. And, and they're like, no, we can't do that. No, we can't do that. No, we can't do that. And I'm like, Ooh, I love a challenge. Um, so here I am. Uh, <laughs> and, and, um, and I do, but I also, it's really, you know, and through the LBCA, the Long Beach Collective Association, which is a trade organization of, of different Long Beach operators and um, different cannabis operators in Long Beach. Um, they've been around for 13 years now really helping to shape uh, legislature around cannabis here in Long Beach, which is part of the reason why it's such a friendly city to do business in. Um, And so, you know, it was their education that I stumbled upon when I was leaving my job. Um, And it's through them that I've actually really learned how to be able to be an advocate for the plants as well. And, and it's not just on social media, but in person. And so like this Wednesday, I'll be out passing out food again for people who need it. And, you know, we do a lot of volunteer work, you know, showing up at the, at the city parades and showing people there's nothing to be afraid of and creating, you know, being able to do job fairs in the community and volunteer. And when you're doing something good, then you're creating this environment where people can ask questions, right? And we don't have to be super loud with cannabis. I can wear just my little breezy puff earrings here. You know, I can, I can just do that and have it start there. But just being able to show up as a person who um, is a consumer doing good in the community, it helps people within the community be less afraid of it. A hundred percent. And I know you mentioned to me the other day, you were doing a beach cleanup. Um, Is is that part of uh, my buddy does the IBC cleanups? He's been doing those for a couple of years. I actually went to the very first one in September, 2019. Oh, that was dang, okay. OG, right events that I went to, to check out and meet some new cannabis people. Cause I was so fresh on the scene. Um, yeah, Johnny does a lot of great ones. Uh, the LBCA partners with the city of Long Beach and, and has their own at Alamitos Bay, Alamitos beach. Um, really dirty yesterday I guess two boats had capsized so there was just a lot yeah there's always a lot down there so yeah 
Hey, props to you, props to you, Clint. And uh, like you said, it's all about the community and it's like, how, how many other, you know, like worlds do you see doing that? Like, you know, I mean, everybody gives back in their way, but it's cool. I feel yeah. like the cannabis community in a special way. I don't well, know. It's, it's really just... important. I think, you know, um, part of the work that I did with Orange County Normal was I was a part of their um, Orange County Task Force, which means that we were attending in 2020 different city council meetings uh, where cannabis, where they wanted to be able to start talking about cannabis and bringing cannabis, because as you know, in Orange County, Santa Ana is or was up until last year, um, the only city that has legal cannabis dispensaries. And so it's a whole county and it's the only city and it's 2022 people. That's a little crazy. Um, Costa Mesa has signed on and I think Fullerton's right behind or they keep, they said, yes, they passed it, but then it went, they retract it or they're figuring out details or something. That's another trick that the city will always do is, oh, we'll say yes, but, but we're going to take a couple of years to figure it out. Uh, here in Long Beach, we're still waiting for them to figure out how we can execute events because back in 2019, they approved being able to have cannabis events in Long Beach. However, um, they haven't figured out how to do it in a safe manner. So that's why we haven't had them yet, but it takes two years to figure that out. Well, that's nuts. It's like, well, and it's like, to me, they're like sleeping on all this money. I mean, I know COVID's been an issue, but it's like with these lounges have been slated to open. I know once again, COVID is an issue, at least in the West Hollywood area, but it's like just being in the cannabis beverage world for a while now, it's like, yo, this just makes so much sense. Like doing these events, like when I was with Piruana, we do these, did you ever come to one of the events? I didn't. So I didn't, I didn't know about you until Hollow Flowers. And now I'm obsessed. Yeah, that was, I wish I had. That was dope. That was my first Hollow Flowers. Was that how many times have you been? Mine too. No, oh, okay. that was my first. Yeah. Okay, yeah, that was, it was a cool experience being there and checking it out. And, yeah. you know, just there, there was so much, like I would go like take a break from the booth and walk around. And I still couldn't like see it all. I'm like, Oh, Pam and I were so tired. Like it took us all day long. I don't think we were done. We didn't even do the last row. Like we were just like, oh no, we have too much stuff. We can't possibly be gifted anything else. We're so like the uh, abundant blessings. Thank you everybody. But my arms are literally going to fall off. Now. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was a super cool experience. And like I was talking, I forget her name right now, but one of the, the ladies who helped find that facility, who's on the commission out there. And she was saying, the goal with Palm Springs is kind of to be the Silicon Valley of weed. Yeah. And I was like, that's super cool. And I've been thinking about it since Hall of Flowers. I'm like, it makes perfect sense out there. Yeah, like, like there's, and I feel like it's rapidly expanding. And like what you were saying earlier about the cities coming on, I saw a little uh, map, interestingly enough, earlier today that showed the new uh, cities that are slated to allow recreational in 2022. But like you said, okay. who knows? They allow it. And then three years later. <laughs> Well, they allow it and then they don't, they don't, you know, it's government. There's no navigation. Like the number one rule of working with government is don't expect any navigation. So on that note, actually, I, I have a 501c3 as well um, because I love the LBCA so much and the woman who is behind much of the programming and I, of course, became best friends. We uh, formed a nonprofit with another one of our good friends and we just, we just were told that we got approved for a 501c3. So I'm still very Congrats, congrats. That. Awesome, awesome. Um, thank you. And yeah, that is a Long Beach Peer Education Community Center. 
And so our whole, um, uh, yeah, we, we're bringing everybody together. We're, we're connecting people and making sure that people have access to the programs and things they need that can make a difference. So education, important. And it's, it's cool to see certain dispensaries taking like a step forward in that. And I know you said you like going to a bunch of shops. What, do you do deliveries there, like often or like what's kind of your thought on that? I don't do a lot of delivery. Um, I really try to go in and support the shops and I love seeing all the different babes at the different shops and what they're doing and the new products. And, you know, it's not the same thing looking through a delivery menu. I feel like, um, yeah. And the way these shops just keep changing and growing and, you know, yeah, it's exciting. And it's, it's so interesting too, to see like in this past, cause I've, this past year just been hitting the ground, hitting all these LA shops, you know, two, 300 or whatever. And it's like, and it's crazy too, to see how many new ones are popping up, like, like all the time, just in the LA, you know, greater LA area too. But yeah. it's like, it's pretty nuts. The amount of like shops that just keep open. And, and I feel like all the newer ones are open and kind of have that super high end. Most of them. I haven't been to like a new shop, if you will, that's open. That's been kind of like old school mon pa style, you know, okay. like some of the OGs in the, like, Shops well, are. why do you think that is? Do you think it's because it's not, it's not, uh, uh, it's not a very good business model for just a little ma and pa yet with the way that legislature is around the shops and how. See, I, I see I'm on the, I'm, I'm kind of on the fence there because I feel like people underestimate, you know, the smaller ma and pa style. If I was personally going to open a shop, I'd go one of the other directions. I would have a super big merchandise shop with people paying slotting fees, or I'd have an ultra small shop that also is a focus on delivery because I feel like, I feel like everybody, not, I feel like all these shops feel like they have to have the nicest new shop with the nicest decorations and all this nice stuff. But at the end of the day, people are just coming for weed. So if you have a nice person there, to me, it's all about the service. Like I'd rather go into even no matter what size or what the shop looks like, how nice to me, it's all about the interpersonal experience. So I think, I think in a lot of ways, the smaller shop idea and thought of it's getting slept on these days. So I really only go to smaller shops. Um, I've, I, I will go into Haven from time to time. Um, they, you know, um, they're just one of my local shops and I love them. They've done a really good job with hiring and, and people and, and, you know, Cool. Uh, I went to a couple of those in Long Beach. They're, yeah, they're cool. Yeah, they're great. And they do, they give a lot back to the community. So they really, Johnny really makes sure that they're always active within their local, within the local community and giving back. So I really, I try to support the shops that are doing that, you know, um, but I've never been in a cookies and I don't have anything against it, but I, I, you know, I shop Long Beach Green Room. I shop Chronic PR. I shop The Circle. Shout out Cliff. Um, I shot a dope you know, spot. Like, I like that spot a lot, actually. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So he was my delivery guy back before we had shops. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Weird. yeah that's sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's like, so, so it was funny because, you know, when everyone was wondering who bought the smart and final, like, I was like, my delivery guy bought the smart. Final. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Um, yeah. So it's been really wonderful watching him, you know, from, from dreams through inception and what he's been able to do with that's been really awesome um I'm always proud of that uh but yeah you know I really I shot my long my long beach my LBCA shots I really this is that's 
This is my city. That's who I like to support. I know what they're doing with their money. I know they're involved in the community. I know they're involved in, in educating the community. They've partnered, you know, the LBCA teaches a class at the Long Beach City College, has now for two years, which is a cannabis um, introduction to cannabis. Uh, class. They've been asked now because it's so successful to create a 102. So, you know, they're doing a follow-up and, um, you know, we work, we're very active with the city and working with helping ensure that we create a social equity program that actually is functional. Um, and so I support the people that do that work. Like I, that's what I'm about is, is, you know, trying to make sure that my money is going into um, the world that I want to build. Respect, respect. You know who I started following on LinkedIn a couple months ago? Who's doing like, is the Catalyst uh, CEO? Oh, no. Sometimes we have false players in the game. Oh, you that would be one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, interesting. Because I was watching his stuff. I was like, this guy seems legit. He seems like he's calling yeah, out the system. you know, it's um, unfortunate. Um it's really unfortunate because he's very motivating. And so, you know, he's got that whole used car salesman vibe of being able to, yeah, we're doing this and getting people riled up. And, and unfortunately, um, you know, some people are better at talking it than walking it. Real talk. Hey, so. get a, getting a little insight here. Cause yeah, I've been following stuff. I'm like, all right, this guy's going a little crazy, uh, like he, but I like it. I know, you know, yeah, I just, um, yeah. I've known too many people that have worked for him that see the underbelly. Well, and that's that right there. What you, you just hit like home for me so much is because that's what I love so much about it too, is it's such a tight commit. It's a big community, but in a way it's tight knit. And it's like, you are, you know, your, your reputation does mean a lot. Like, like just what, what I just brought up. It's like, you know, it's like that, that to me is the beauty. And that's why I always just try to keep it honest, real, and just try to like work hard and be cool with people. But you know, yeah. I, I try my best, but who knows? I'm sure there's people that don't like me, but it's like, it yeah. is what it, you know, it's like, yeah. Yeah. I don't have a problem with it with, with a lot of people. I don't, I don't, but, but I've, I've definitely, um, you know, I work with people who have been in this industry for a really long time. Um, my dear friend, Felicia Carbajal is an, is an, a very, um, prolific activist in the space for a very long time. Um, and I have people who have, um, you know, come to me with things and I, 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 um, you know, don't share those stories, but people share a lot of stories with me and, um, yeah, that I've, I, I choose who I, I share space with and I choose who I don't. Hey, respect that. I mean, that, that's what it's all about too. At the end of the day is kind of knowing and just do you right. It's like, well, yeah, you know, yeah. I like to do the work. I don't need to advertise it like a, all the time. So. Yeah. Yeah. See that, that, and that's like interesting, I guess, you know, thing about, you know, content in general and stuff too, is it's like, it's always hard to find that balance. Right. It's like, cause for the, for instance, for myself going in, you know, Pier One and I'm working for this awesome company, Koan, it's like, I'm going so in, you know, doing all full-time sales gigs. And it's like, I've kind of slacked on doing my own Chubuds yeah. TV, but I'm also believe like it, it all, it, it's given me, I've had so many good ideas and stuff, but it's interesting, you know, when you start, like you're saying, you just, I've been just on the grind. I haven't, so on the outside from True Buds TV, it might look like, oh, Jack's not, you know, doing much really he did like a podcast a month. Like, it's like, no, I've been pretty busy, you know? 
Yeah, see, and that was my thing was, can I, I would always laugh because Cannabis Babes was only like 25% of what I was doing, but it was 100% of what everyone was saying. Yeah. And it, you know, it was so many shows a week and on constantly and stuff. So they saw a lot of it. But no, I, you know, a lot of the last two years has really been dedicated and spent to being on the ground and doing, you know, doing work with the Social Impact Center and doing expungement clinics and, and, you know, I completed training last year to be able to work with people who are incarcerated and formerly incarcerated. And so, um, you know, when I left my corporate life, I was doing that to help people in their businesses grow and to help kids in juvenile hall. Now being in cannabis, the juvenile hall is not as easily accessible, Um, but being able to be in a space where so many people have been harmed by the war on drugs, right? Um, And being able to um, help to have uh, expungement clinics and help people get their records cleared and 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 fil- facilitate um, things like that is really life changing. And so, yeah, cannabis has just kind of fulfilled all the dreams. I mean, there's a lot of things I never expected to be doing. I never thought that you know. I mean, I had social anxiety so bad, Jack. I didn't leave the house except to go to work for four years. So the fact that I do all this now is just my daughter and I both are like. I mean, now for this last year, we're used to it, but the first year we were like, what is happening? What is this? Like, what, what is this world that you're in all of a sudden? And, you know, she's so young. She's like, how are you going out more often than I am? I don't know. And, and that's what I, and that's one of my favorite parts too, is like, for the most part, everybody's pretty dang like chill and accepting like i feel like that just comes with cannabis like use and just being a cannabis user or whoever but like i believe that from people who don't use cannabis too it's like but that's yeah it's it's like my lens i look at the world it could be a bad thing sometimes it could you know i might get taken advantage of or something but it's like i'm pretty optimistic with the world of like you know everybody's for the most part pretty good people you know here and there but it's that's where and also that that's why i started a podcast was to just talk to like you right now it's like I learned so much just sitting down talking to people learning like and the levels you're hitting you know giving back to the community I haven't done that yet it's a goal in the future like the only thing I've I, I think what I try to do is give back with like that's why I try to do like pretty educational stuff that's still kind of a little funny sometimes or whatever but then I do like giveaways on my channel too but I still haven't hit that like you know deeper like taking more time to volunteer and stuff that, well, that, you are up close to the Social Impact Center. I could definitely connect you. They've got so many wonderful, great, um, you know, different events and, and ties to the community. And just, I mean, wherever you want to be able to give, they, they've got a place for, for people. Sweet, so, sweet. Yeah, 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 we'll definitely be in touch about that. Because, yeah, even if it's like, you know, once a month or something for me, you know, it's like just, just a little, little something is cool. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and that's a cool I mean, thing. Like, oh, sorry, go ahead. You can always start your own too, whatever it is that you're passionate about. You know, that's what I love is, is, you know, if you can't find it to start it, like if you, you know, dream it, let's do it. Yeah. Yeah. That's, 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 that's what it's about. You dream it. Let's do it. Let's go. <laughs> real talk, real talk. Yeah. I have some stuff that's not necessarily like given back. Well, it is in a way. Cause I want to do like a free event for people and I want to make a bunch of cannabis cocktails and be like personally bartending them and stuff. And like, but I believe that that can also foster a lot of like relationships, like how we met at hall of flowers or whatever. It's like so much can come from these cannabis events and stuff that just can turn into something completely down the road. Like, Oh, I, now we're working together on this, like, 
you know, other thing that we're helping people out. It's, it's cool to yeah. see the way it can go. Yeah, definitely. And the beverages are really interesting. A lot of people feel that that is the, the, the way to really help um, alcohol consumers learn more about cannabis. What do yeah. you think of that? I, I, I think it is. I think it's just more socially acceptable. I think it's a great introduction because, you know, I'd give people, I'd given women in their 70s, 80s cannabis for the first time in a cocktail 2.5 milligrams mind you yeah. you know but they'd say oh this is great this is whatever or people younger too trying it. it's like it's it's just a eat and it kicks in and that's my favorite one of my favorite pieces of the drinks is hey you can literally take it sip by sip have a couple sips yeah. kicks in 10 15 minutes whatever how depending on you but it's like that's the beauty of it too is these people are so scared about edibles it's like just take a little sip see how you feel it's like banana has been a game changer for that, right? Because of the the um, faster onset. I think before it was harder because you'd still have to wait like a good forty. Yeah, yeah. The whatever. first drink, I, yeah, one of the first drinks I had, it was is just like an edible. I just drank it. Yeah. And it's like, and that's where the whole nano game is interesting right now, and the whole like cannabis marketing is so funny the way people like. It's just like a kind of, you know, uh, it's a it's a hot word right now or nano live. Um, terps it's but it's like the a lot of the people you know companies talking about a lot of the stuff aren't they're just like doing it just for the marketing i think like oh yeah. let's just let's just throw a little let's throw like one milligram of cb in it just to say we had it in there type deal or whatever it may be you know yeah. so that, that i think that's interesting on that but i think drinks and but the the thing about drinks is they are the future and there's like so much capital in it right now but it's just take it that the the hardest part is getting the buyer like the dispensaries buy in because they're like flower moves gummies move chocolates tinctures whatever kind of is there but it's like just kind of and it's like yeah it's, it's it doesn't move because a lot of people don't give it a chance to move you know it's like it's not moving because you're not going to bring it on type deal so it's, it's just interesting kind of breaking that barrier within the world of like the the retail world yeah. Yeah. So sales is something new for me. I've had, you know, a lot of brands now over the last couple of years ask if I would um, help them get into shops and, you know, um, not really done that, but it's, it's um, when, you know, talking about these new brands and talking about new products and trying to get them on the shelves, it's uh, you need to know how to stand apart. Well, and even too with that, like I would have, I, I would have so many meetings with buyers and stuff and they'd be like, this product's fire. This is bomb. Yeah. I just don't think it's going to sell, right. you know? Like, so it's like, okay. So there's like the, that other level too. It's like, okay, so you like the product you just don't think. And then that's where it's yeah. like, for me, the biggest thing in beverage in terms of the retail world was just one of them was just saying, Hey, I, like the brand support, like, cause there's so much education involved, like we we're saying earlier, but especially with these new rapid onset things and it, once yeah. terpenes and different uh, cannabinoids are introduced, there's just a whole nother world. Yeah. Well, and that's where the education is so important, right? And doing PADs. That's one thing that you'll definitely be seeing the cannabis babes be doing and handling a lot more of, cause that, that I, I think is, one of the bigger needs of the industry right now is that education. And then also for the shops just to get that extra promotion. So when the brand and the shop can work together to really create an experience, right? I'm all about the human experience. For real, um, and create an experience where people can learn why that product 
is important, why that product should have a second look, why terpenes are important, right? Why dosing low is better or having CBN is good, right? Like, cause I think that people just like go in the shop and the reason why they're asking for high THC is because it's the only thing that they've heard about for like a decade now or two. Or and that's while, when I, right? and that's when I was doing these PADs out, ask people, I'd say, Hey, if you don't mind me, what do you, if you don't mind me asking, what are you getting today? Oh, I'm getting uh, this edible. I'm like, Oh, so do you know yeah. what the active uh, component of your edible is? Most of the time, no, no. I would say. And then I would, you know, depending what it was that they're talking about, because I, I, I love, you know, learning about all products. So I have a pretty like, you know, wide range of knowledge when it comes to edibles, especially in beverages. So it's just so interesting to see, like you're saying, like, and it, I call it, I'm just gonna like uh, the restaurant theory, if you will, just work in the restaurant world for so long. People come in, they have the one dish they love. I do it myself, order it every time. If it ain't broke, don't fix it type deal. But it's like, hey, there's also something better you can try. Just switch it up a little bit. And that, and that's why PADs are awesome. Like you're saying, just getting it out in front of people and especially with beverages, yeah. because if I'm making mocktails or I have the opportunity to make an active cocktail, when people go in a dispenser and hear a cocktail shaker shaking or even see it, they're yes. like, what is that? What, what's going on here? Yeah. Yeah. And, and even if all they get is an unmedicated version, they still have a sense of what the product is, right? Like they still leave with, with something, they leave with something that makes them go, Hey, you know, um, like maybe I didn't have, you know, maybe next time they'll say again, next time, yeah. this time, but next time they definitely want to support because you created with them with an unforgettable experience. And so that's what the Cannabis Babes will be helping brands with this year is creating those unforgettable experiences. I do of course have a network of brand ambassadors and such too. So I think there's, you know, we've already been talking about aligning some brands with different people and being able to you know, help match them even to events and activations, right? Like just being able to, to know what's going on. Like I'm, I'm a part of a Super Bowl gifting suite that's going to be at Green Street, you know, like, like there's a lot of brands that would love to go and be a part of that. And so really, um, you know, but making sure it's not just any, you know, it has to align with the overall vision well, and the theme. So we need to start and with that too is like it's super cool that you're curating that and there's probably cool ways we can collab with koan but it's like yeah. and every ambassador is like not created equal i'm sure you've seen like i've gone personally doing been in dispensaries and I'll, i would go and i'm like is this person like because they'll just be on their phone or something and the or products waiting for someone to come over so that's where for me the other part of that that we're building out is because I love my systems and my operations right um is training so social media as soon as you book that schedule what are you doing to promote you know how are we promoting we're going to be there um being able to help the brand provide assets to the shop that the shop can use to also promote, you know, um, sending out an email blast is a huge thing. If you can get the shop to be able to just like, and if you provide them with the content to do that, there's no reason why they can't do that in time and let people know, you know, and it really can make the difference in sales. And so it's, it's promoting that it's training, you know, it's training these brand ambassadors, not just in the product, but also in the lab, um, being able to get them some lab training, right? And, and a little bit more education. So that way they're even more comfortable and confident having any range of conversation about any product. You know, it doesn't even have to be just the one that they're there to represent, but the more 
of an impression that they make, right? The more that they, they increase that positive experience, the more memorable your brand becomes for that person. And so that's, that's what I'm really excited to do. It ties in my old corporate life of, you know, all my manager training and employee and setting up, you know, corporate culture and core values and how do we exhibit them and, and all of that and setting up, you know, customer service and really, um, you know, creating uh, processes that are enjoyable for everybody. It's, it's creating that memorable experience. So I'm excited to be able to, to, you know, like shake out and see how best to serve our industry. And so, you know, that plus advocacy work, that's what I'll be doing a lot this year of. That's, that's amazing. And that's kind of how I focus too. I like to like try to simplify everything. Like when I, my biggest thing that I try to do just like sit, like, you know, we're talking right now, but like in a dispensary or wherever, when I was bartending and making cannabis cocktails, it's like giving a person just your actual undivided attention for a couple seconds to a minute, a couple minutes is like, goes a long way. It's more rare that these days, you know, it's, it's pretty rare sometimes to like have that actually like engage, like, Oh, what are you getting today? Like I actually, cause I actually like am interested. Like I'm like, what I'm curious what people yeah. are buying, you know? So it's like, I think that's a big, a big component. Like you're saying is just being there, being open to learning too. Cause I love getting questions and people ask me like a super in-depth question. Yeah. That was always my thing too. Just keep it real. I'm like, I don't, I don't know, actually. Let me find out. Yeah, Let me yeah totally. And that's such an okay answer. I think it's, I think it's just as valuable to know what your resources are as to be the, the one resource yourself, right? Like, like it's, yeah, just know, knowing who to ask and, and yeah, I, yeah, I'm really excited for this. I, there's so many wonderful people in the industry or looking to join the industry, right? Like people still want to get into cannabis. I really want to do that. How do I do that? And I think by being able to provide people with education that provide, and then also confidence, like that's one of the biggest things I do is, you know, through the business coaching, sometimes it's just like a, yes, you can do this. <laughs> you know, like, yes, you can. Um, and, and, and it's a, a, a paradigm shift needed sometimes, you know, it's just like a little, little adjustment, a little tune up. And so, um, you know, being able to help people provide them with the education that they need that can provide them with confidence. And then also with like what you said of developing a curiosity, right? You're genuinely curious about other people. I think people forget to do that. Like they're always so worried about themselves and like, am I okay? Am I okay? Am I okay? That they forget to develop a genuine curiosity and really look at, you know, hi, who are you? What are you here for today? How can I help you? What are you, you know, like just whatever it is, but being genuinely like, um, genuine, like just genuine about yeah. it. Right. Yeah. And it's, um, and, and yeah. And then you'll get those people too, that just don't care. And then I just want, you know, you, and you get that vibe, like, That's okay. okay. Yeah. You're, and I've been there too. It's like me in an Uber sometimes. Like sometimes I want to be chatty and Uber is like, or sometimes I just want to put my headphones on and that's when they start talking to me like crazy. I'm like, there's those different times where I'll have those different times where it's funny, yeah. where it's like, okay, I just want to get my bud and get out. People get standing in line too. And I've heard so many funny bud tender stories and I've been a part of so many funny bar stories, but it's just funny the way people engage, you know? Yeah. Well, and even knowing how to engage with the different type of person, right? So if you do get someone that's going to be closed off, how, you know, like, do you just back off completely or do you use a different approach? 
you know? Yeah. 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 I would say, you know, it's, um, yeah, I'd say always, I, I would always try to like, you know, try to think of or try a different approach, kind of start, always yeah. a circle back kind of like, yeah, always straight line, line kind of sales tactic, but it's like, um, yeah, it's so interesting. There's so many, and that's why I, and that's one of my favorite parts about PADs too, is not only socializing with people, but it also helps me like selfishly in a way, like, um, work on, you know, my pitch with the product. Like, you know, yeah. you, you're getting hundreds and thousands of reps in or whatever. It's like, it's just, it's just like practice, you know, you're just going to get better of, you know, talking about the product to people and educating and all that. So, you know, it's exciting. And it sounds like you got a lot going on this upcoming year. And I, I can't wait to find a way we can collab because, you know, I'm, I'm deep in the beverage world and that's all yeah. about the experience, people getting out, having drinks together and, you know, breaking that stigma of, you can, you don't, you don't have to have alcohol to relax and be social. You can just right. have something else. You don't have to have anything either, you know, respect. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, I would love that. I, we definitely will have some things to follow up on it. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> well, thank you so much for having me. This has been a lot of fun. Like I said, a whole different experience being on the other side. <laughs> yeah, and, and it's honestly flown by as it always does. So yeah. thank you so much for being on. Um, and yeah, I'll be uh, sharing this here. This will be one of the first episodes coming out here in February. So thanks again so much. And thank you so much for what you're doing in this space, you know, giving back like you are, because like you said, you know, a lot of people say they might, or you can see it too. When people say they are, it's like, uh, but you're just trying to get a check too. So it's like yeah. res respect, respect to what you're doing, you know, and, and I, I truly have the utmost respect for you. So thank you very much.